This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hello, I'm Anif Baharudin. You're tuned into the show that brings you closer to the people and places of our capital city. Kedai KL, located in Mahsa Avenue, is the latest hip spot in town that provides an avenue for local artisans and entrepreneurs to set up brick and mortar shops to showcase their products and services. True to form, the space was also designed to be aesthetically consistent with the kind of unique businesses there, making it a very cool and trendy place to spend your weekends. To find out more about Kedai KL and their aspiration to elevate local businesses, we speak to the founders, Datuk Sharun Hanifa and Datin Christine Bong. Um... Well, I think basically we observed that uh, Malaysia was a very has a very active thriving art scene, and uh, there are a lot of creative folks out there trying to create their own businesses. And then you can see a lot of like um, what do you call them, like little like real in the city, all these like marketplaces and bazaars that are constantly being organized. Um, and a lot of small vendors are very active in it, but it's very it's unaffordable for them to actually rent a space for a, the long term. Um, Anywhere trendy is expensive, like Subang's expensive, Bangsa's expensive. So we wanted to come up with a small curated space uh, where they could call home, you know, and people can come and find them. And it's comfortable for them to afford monthly commitments, but at the same time, still thrive in that environment. Mm, all right. So you're definitely not the first to provide spaces like this for local entrepreneurs. Uh, but how important is it for the market and to a certain extent the industry to continuously provide spaces of this nature for our local artisans and entrepreneurs um, to be part of the industry? You're asking very difficult questions. Rasa's looking at me. <laughs> how so, important is it? Um, I, I mean, to be honest with you, uh, currently... Uh, there's a lot of small businesses running, uh, especially ever since COVID has hit us. A lot of home-operated businesses. Um, and whatever said and done, um, this is just a personal feeling. Um, people still need to look and feel and touch products, uh, get the full experiences of it. But unfortunately, as how uh, my wife pointed out, these spaces are not very affordable for these uh, individuals. You know, um, so I, I do see uh, 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 quite an importance in these kind of spaces. Of course, um, like uh, shopping centers, they are all four by four square boxes and stuff like that. Some of them don't really bring out some of the natures of these artisanal markets, uh, these artists, sorry. Yeah, they, they don't have an avenue to highlight because it's very sterile as a shopping mall, right? So giving, giving artists and artisans a space of their own to create and to build stuff and to make things happen, I feel that's very important. Of course, I, mean, I know you're talking about the likes of like Chungshan Building, Rex KL. Um, I wouldn't view them as competitors. I think that we're all uh, comrades in this together. I'm just trying to build up this beautiful, beautiful environment for Malaysia. Mm, okay, all right. Um, so, in wanting to support the lo- um, local businesses, um, do you have any specific criteria or threshold for them to be a part of Kedai KL? How small or big must they be in order to operate at Kedai KL? Um, we don't really have any criteria per se. What we wanted was um, good ideas, you know, um, as well as how creative they can be. Um, we, of course, naturally, uh, one of the criteria is for local artists, uh, local products. So we, we try to focus on helping out this market as much as possible. 
but in a way we do curate everything, we curate all the products, we curate the people that come in. So we try to make sure that there is, um, it's not going to be like all pottery. It's not going to be like all um, earrings, you know, we do have different, um, different types of businesses that come in and we try to make sure that there is enough of an active mix so that when people come, it's interesting. It's not like linear and too boring. Yeah. Yeah, I was just about to ask you that question actually. Um, how involved are you in the curation process in terms of the selection of stores available? Because I've been there and yeah, there is a bit of variety. Um, you have, I mean, people selling earrings, but also at the same time, you have people selling kokedama. And then there are also a bunch of cafes and they I say restaurants as well, they sell food. So there is a bit of balance there. Um, so how involved are you in the curation process to make sure that there is a bit of balance there? Um, we have a very active uh, team that uh, used to work very closely with me. Now they are pretty much independent. Um, so we have set sort of like a certain percentage of um, certain percentage of let's say artisans or like um, plant shops or like uh, cafes and yeah restaurants and retail. So there is a certain percentage they're gonna hit and they're gonna ensure that no two are too identical so that there's a product differentiation. Um, and yeah, they just work off the percentage um, and they run all the tenants by Nato and myself and they just bring them on board when they fit our, you know, our overall look and feel of the space. Mm. Will the vendors there have a quote-unquote a permanent residency or will you be freshening the lineup once in a while? Um, we offer the tenants a short, medium and long-term tenancies. Uh, it's up to the tenants and of course it's up to them for them to continue renewing it. Uh, the most important thing is sustainability for them and we want to ensure that they are sustainable as well. Yeah, so, so we, we, I mean, like bearing in mind that these are small businesses, uh, when we started this, I think uh, my husband and myself were very firm on the fact that it should not be a long-term lease. We should give them a bit more freedom. So we offer three months, six months, as well as 12 month leases. Uh, anyone who's happy to extend with us and want to sign up two years, we offer a great discount. Um, just, of course, you know, to, to maintain some sort of uh, consistency with the people there. But obviously, we are all supportive of uh, new entrepreneurs. And, you know, when they are starting out, everyone's a little bit scared. So if three months is what they want, that's where we go to and that's how we support them. All right. Um, so as of now, you have almost um, 40 vendors occupying the spaces there. Um, do you have any plan to expand to the other floors as well? Or will it be limited to just the current two floors that Kadai occupies? Um, unfortunately, space is a bit of a limitation <laughs> at this point in time. But yeah, we are expanding. Uh, we are curating also a, a, a kind of a medical kadai block. Uh, I mean, a medical kadai uh, floor in the opposite block that is more uh, relevant for medical wares and things like that because um, we are retrofitting the whole entire block C as a medical hub. And what's happened is that um, kadai will have a bridge that links uh, second floor and third floor to the medical block in Block C, and they would be able to walk across to this other um, medical Kadai site. Um, so it's going to be quite interesting to see what that's going to bring to us. And apart from the actual uh, shops that you have that um, occupy the actual lots there, you also have uh, team curated events and pop-up shops every now and then, right? Um, is this a way for you to, I mean, continuously accommodate um, various other local vendors that are available out there? Yes, uh, we offer at the current moment, um, we do bazaars almost every other weekend. Um, and uh, as we stand right now, till the end of the year, we've already hit uh, our space, available space. So this is 
for us to help as much. And of course, we, we don't really charge uh, arm and leg for these bazaars. Um, it's more for local entrepreneurs to have their presence. Great. I think to add to that, um, the fact is that having these bazaars also give our tenants presence as well. Um, so I think a lot of them buy into the fact that these bazaars are actually um, helpful to bring in crowd and footfall to Kadai as opposed to being competition to them. So generally, uh, when there's a bazaar, everyone does well. Mm, all right. Yeah. And earlier you mentioned about how it, it's still important in this day and age for people to still have physical presence, right? Despite, I think, a lot of small businesses out there starting their businesses um, from uh, the online space, I suppose. You know, I, I've been there and a lot of the shops and retailers, uh, I mean, the smaller retailers, smaller uh, businesses, they have a presence on Instagram or Shopee even, right? But uh, at the same time, it, it's still important for, for these businesses to have that physical presence as well, right? For visibility um, beyond the online space, I suppose. That's right. This is how I, we personally feel. Uh, nothing beats, um, as I said previously before, touching, looking, feeling, experience, uh, going into a shop, you know? Uh, versus, of course, it is very convenient buying online, but there is still a percentage of people that like to go out and like to shop around, you know, spend the day out. And I think post-pandemic, you kind of see that more. Everyone's back out and about and no one wants to stay home. Yeah. That was Datin Christine Bong and she's joined by Datuk Sharon Hanifa and together they co-founded Kedai KL, a curated artisanal marketplace in PJ. We're going for a short break. Stay tuned. I'm Hanif Baharudin and you're listening to I Love KL on BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, you're listening to I Love KL, bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. I'm Hanif Baharudin. Joining me on Zencaster today are Datin Christine Bong and Datuk Sharon Hanifa, co-founders of an artisanal marketplace in Masa Avenue, PJ, called Kedai KL. Kedai KL has braved through the pandemic and is now on their road to recovery with the space vibrant again with vendors and pop-up shops. But with some smaller entrepreneurs preferring to start their businesses online due to a lower barrier of entry and bigger accessibility, do they have to convince some of them to consider having a physical presence at places like theirs? Datuk Sharon Hanifa, Wizin. Actually, in the initial days, we did have a little bit of an issue trying to, of course, you know, convince them or educate them on why the physical space was there that was necessary. Um, I guess that's how we came up with the short and medium and long-term lease as well option for these, these uh, tenants. Um, but at the current moment, I think a lot of them who have come in realize that this is an importance for them as well. A lot of them had uh, uh, spaces uh, or set up shop in Shopee and a few other areas. And this was just a way for them to grow and make their brand uh, more aware of their brand. Yeah, but I think that being said, a lot of our uh, tenants, both either F&B or retail, um, they both have a very strong uh, physical presence. That means like they have customers who come and visit them, and they also have relatively strong presence on like Grab, on like Beepit, uh, for deliveries, on like Shopee and stuff that others were talking about. So they do do a great fair amount of business, both online and offline. And I so I think this this style of hybrid businesses is something that's very interesting, and uh, it's a very good space that. Uh, we're in right now because um, the space is small, so like you know, rental is affordable, and as such, they are able to have the best of both worlds. 
okay. We cannot talk about Kedai KL without talking about the aesthetic that uh, you guys went for. Uh, it definitely is designed to not only provide a pleasant experience um, while you're there, but also visually pleasing for the social media age, right? Um, is it difficult to get this combination and balance right? Or is it something that I guess you must do these days in order to to attract visitors to come to, to Kedai? <laughs> um, it is a necessity to for for attraction, uh, definitely. Um, but also, I, I think it is pleasing to the eyes for ourselves as well, you know. Uh, my wife and myself have been uh, creative over the years and have created various different uh, spaces, uh, you know. Um, my wife runs Coco KL as well and does events and a few other things. Uh, I dabbled a little bit on ID and construction on the side as well, uh, despite, uh, apart from the education side. So uh, this is also a passion. And naturally, we travel around the world uh, fairly quite a bit before the pandemic. And uh, some of uh, these ideas all came from some of the places that we visited. Mm, yeah. Um, do you receive a lot of visitors? And, and are, are people still coming in uh, discovering the, the space? Uh, yes, uh, definitely. Um, of course, the weekends have a stronger footfall comparatively to the weekdays. Um, we can see anywhere between four to five thousand people coming into the spaces on the weekend, uh, footfall traffic-wise. But of course, like we said, it's a complimentary. We have services available as well as F&B, as well as your retail arms, you know, your accessories, your shops. So people don't only come in to buy things, but also to dine and also to come and do their hair, their lashes, you, you, you name it. <laughs> Even a tattoo parlor there as well. So um, the, these services keeps on bringing the uh, continuous people to come in. So it, it's a balance between what we offer. Yeah. Um. Did you have any expansion plan? And and like, do you maybe plan to I guess uh, have another kedai that's not in PJ? You know, not 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 that it's a bad thing to have it in PJ, but um, it is kind of like a bit in the suburbs, right? Which is not really a bad thing. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm just curious on that front. Um, we have been approached by quite a few um, developers and malls per se. Uh, but I think the idea is how do we translate something as artistic as Kadai KL into uh, a very structured space. Um, and I think we have a bit of difficulty trying to accommodate that. And also, uh, you know, malls, they have a bit more expensive rates. So how do we translate that across to to the tenants and how do we support not the tenants, but our community, right, in, in this whole expansion. So there are certain developers that we're speaking to who are very supportive of the art scene as well. And uh, they are willing to sort of uh, work out with us to see if we could support the community together. And I think that is still in the exploratory stages. So when we firm up anything, you'll be the first one to know. All right, fantastic. Uh, and then like you said, I think earlier in the interview that um, at the end of the day, you don't really view... Um, you know, people who do similar things as competitors as well, right? Um, but do you, I mean, talk to each other? Do you guys exchange ideas on how to, I guess, continuously support local vendors and local artisans? So our team works very closely with other teams. And uh, I think we, we have sort of been talking to Rex as well as uh, Jongshan. You know, Jongshan is very much more into the, 
the artsy uh, crafting kind of scene. Uh, Rex is very much into the sort of like party <laughs> sort of scene, and we're very much into getting a lot of like bazaars done. We, we, we do, we conduct a lot of bazaars every single month, every single quarter. Um, so I, I think there has been talk within the team that we're looking to collaborate in some way. And um, I think the plans are still sort of uh, fluid. So once we have something a bit more exciting, we will definitely announce it as well. Okay. Um, in terms of feedback from visitors, have you heard anything from visitors who've been there? What did they say about, about the space? It's crowded, so it's fun us. <laughs> so we, we hear them. Um, we're going to figure out how to make it less fun us. But the fact that it's crowded, I think it's good news regardless. Um, but of course, we hear from our guests and we'll try and make improvements to that. Um, but I think generally, yeah. <laughs> most people who come into Kedai, um, they do enjoy the experience. Yeah. Um, so far, the feedback has always been positive. Uh, of course, we can't please everybody that walks into the space, uh, but majority of them enjoy the space. Uh, they take plenty of photos, post it up on Instagram, so we've got enough corners, uh, areas, you know. Uh, we built up a giant pink staircase just for, the, for, for them just to take photos as well. Which will be up in two months. Oh, yes, another. Yeah. Another. And the, oh, we built another staircase, and that is going to be yellow. <laughs> that will be <laughs> So, I mean, we, we try to create interesting spaces for the customers that come here so that they can enjoy the art scene as well as the products and the services. Okay, so so it's, it's good that, that you're giving exposure to, to local artisans, and there are a lot of great local entrepreneurs out there. I mean, I, I was. Uh, honestly, like quite impressed by the offerings there. But like, what what can we do beyond this to, I guess, help sustain their business? Because sometimes um, there are businesses out there that have great ideas and do well, but sometimes they can't last long. If that makes sense. So, so is that also something that maybe KDKL can work on, or are you actually working on this? Uh, you know, maybe yeah, uh, empowering these local vendors to also start thinking about a way to, I guess, sustain their business in the long term. Um, well, that was the initial uh, sort of plan. I mean, when we when we launched Kudai KL, we actually started a series um, where we invited successful entrepreneurs to conduct uh, talks, right? Um, to sort of, uh, like what you said, empower young entrepreneurs or new entrepreneurs on how to get how to get things done, right? You know, and how to like power through with the tough times and you know what to do next. Um, but that in itself is a whole different ball game. It's a lot of effort. It's a lot of time. Um, obviously something that we champion and support, uh, but at this moment, what I do mean, you think, Nato? At this moment, if anyone does need any help, uh, our team is more than ready to give them advice and how to grow the businesses. Our ecosystem uh, does have the necessary support uh, with all of the different businesses that we build around. We've got the educational groups and other areas as well. Yeah, and I think uh, sometime two years back, we also ran a competition uh, for uh, for people who are interested in renting a lot in our space, and we actually awarded three um, vendors free lots for a period of three months, six months, and 12 months, according to whether they want this price, second price, or third price. So we do try and um, support them in some way, like providing rent-free options and stuff. Um, but yeah, they got work hard for it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Mm. What I find quite interesting about Kedai KL is that there are also a lot of spaces there that actually provide workshops for visitors in the form of like, I think, um, yeah, there's there's a barista training workshop there and then a lot of other smaller workshops as well. So I think to a certain extent, even the community themselves sort of like know the importance of not just, I guess, selling things, but also providing a bit of an experience as well, right? Is, is that a benefit, an extra edge for Kedai, you know, being the space that not only just sell stuff, but also, you know, provide experience for, for visitors? Definitely, it's a benefit. Um, it also works for both even the tenants as well, because most of the some uh, most of the workshops actually are conducted by the tenants itself. So giving them the available spaces, uh, I think there's uh, at this point in time, as you mentioned, we've got a, a barista uh, workshop that runs quite frequently at Kadai. We've got uh, perfume making classes, handbag classes, you name it. That are and all, most of it, I, I would say about 60 to 70% is run internally by our tenants themselves. Mm, yeah, that's great. Um, uh, I know, I think uh, that thing has alluded to the plan in the future, but what's next can we expect from Kedai KL? Well, to be honest with you, the plans, are, we are just firming up the plans this year. Kedai was opened up uh, right smack in 20, we opened up opened our doors in January of 2020. Um, so and then COVID came, <laughs> and um, so a lot of the we're, we're building back our uh, all the plans that we had in the pipelines. Um, so as majority, I mean, right now, as we said, uh, Block C is the current one that to be done before end of this year. Um, next year, we are looking at expansion uh, at different locations. Um, definitely not within KL. We're looking at going a little bit out of town um, at some of the expansion plans and offering the same things to more people, I guess. Yeah, that, that's a good idea because I think sometimes um, you can only find these types of spaces in the city, right? Usually, yeah. I mean, yeah, if you go to different parts of Malaysia, it's a bit more difficult to find, uh, I guess, spaces like this. And, and sometimes I feel as if People like to come to these spaces because they're more relaxed than shopping centers. Um, you know, it's more of a nature environment. Um, so finding the right place is also a very important thing. Um, so do give us some time. We'll come back with some exciting <laughs> ideas. All right. Okay. Uh, great. Um, so for people out there who would like to find out more about Kedai KL, where can they go to? Our... Social media would be the best. Uh, we are always on Instagram and Facebook. So we reply back to any messages that's sent uh, through these mediums. Um, of course, we've got our email addresses, phone numbers and contacts uh, at uh, kadai.kl. Uh, you can find us uh, on the web as well. And uh, we will reply back to you as soon as we get the inquiry. Yeah, and vendors can also get in touch with you if they would like to have a space there as well, right? Yes, yes, we have uh, all the necessary appointments uh, as well as booking systems. We've built all of that around our social media platform as well. And if there's any tasks that are being conducted, uh, all of them are available on our online eShop and you can just book your lots. Uh, they sell out very fast within 24 hours, so book it as soon as you can.
You've been tuning in to I Love KL and I was Tatin Christine Bong and she co-founded Kedai KL, a curated artisanal marketplace in PJ together with her partner, Dato' Sharon Hanifa. That's all we have for this week's episode of I Love KL. If you miss any part of the show, you can check out the podcast at bfm.my slash ilovekl, our app which you can find via Google Play and the App Store. You can also find our podcast on Spotify. Don't forget to also follow the station on Twitter at BFM Radio. My name is Sanif Baharudin and you have been tuning in to I Love KL, bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. Stay safe and join us again next week only on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.